Pastor Pete. My prayer is that this message you're about to hear will help you to understand and experience God's love and power, regardless of what you may be going through today. God bless you. If I were to tell you that I was videotaping some of you without you knowing it, that I saw some of you picking your nose and doing some other things, and I have it on video, and you did not know that I was using this, you would probably be, some of you would be really freaked out. Some of you would be like, oh gosh, that, is he going to post that on Facebook? Or what is he going to do with that? Some of you would say, I really don't care. You can do whatever you want with it. Whatever your attitude is. But some of you, it would, it would freak some of you out to know that you're being watched and you didn't even know you were being watched. There are some people who do end up on social media and they didn't know they were being videoed. They had no idea they were being videoed. The Bible says that you are being watched. And um, as a matter of fact, um, the Bible says God is watching you. <laughs> the Bible also says the devil is watching you. So you're being watched. What, how should that affect how we live? The fact that you're being watched by God and you're being watched by the devil. This is like a... Now, God watches you 24-7. The, so the devil can't be every place at one time, but he does have demons that he sends out to watch you, to watch your patterns, to watch how you do things because... He wants to defeat you. Let's pray that God will help us really understand, what does this mean? God is watching me and the devil is watching me? What's that all about? Let's pray. Father, help us to understand what you want us to learn from this. I pray that it will affect the way we live. I pray that you'll help us to be more alert. I pray that you'll give us more victory. And we pray all of this in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So the fact that you are watched should cause you, and let's start with God, the fact that God is watching every move you make. The fact that that is happening, that should cause you to be, number one, uh, secure. God's looking out for me. He watches you. Every move, you're going out, you're coming in. I'm going, to show you, I'm going to show you a verse that says that. It should also cause you to be very reverent, like, wow, he's watching me. So I should be more respectful with how I speak to others, things I do, places I go, things I even think about. The Word of God says that before he sent the flood to this earth, he saw the evil thoughts of people. That should really cause us to say, wow. He not only watches my actions, he sees that I can't stand that person. He sees that I don't want to do, he sees, he sees the evil thoughts, the wicked thoughts, the angry thoughts, the lustful thoughts, the whatever's in there, God sees it. So in one sense, it should cause you to be really secure because he, he's taking care of you and he's watching you. The other thing is, 
It should cause you to respect him more because he's watching everything you do, everything you think about, everything you say. He sees it and he hears it, but he's really watching you. Secure, reverent, but also this thing with being watched, it should cause you to be really alert for the traps of the evil one because he's also watching. Him and his demons, they also watch you. That should cause you to keep your, your eyes wide open. These verses that talk about God watching us, look at, um, look at Psalm 34, 15. Psalm. That's verse 15, right? The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. That's those who belong to him, yes? And his ears are open to their cry. So, yes, God is spirit, but, is, but these are terminologies to help us understand that, yes, God listens and God sees. His eyes are on you. His eyes are on you. There's another verse to look up. There's another one. Look at this one. Verse 3, what does that say? The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. So his, his eyes are everywhere. His eyes aren't just on his children. He sees what the children of the devil are doing. His eyes are everywhere looking at the good. Really be careful before you make a bad decision again. It should cause you to be more reverent. It should cause you to be careful of what you drink because you can start coughing afterwards. <laughs> really. His eyes are everywhere, everywhere. There's another verse. Look at this one. This is really cool. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. Second Chronicles. He's talking to King Asa, who was actually, who was actually making a bad decision, putting his trust in man instead of putting his trust in God. But here it is. Imagine this. God's eyes right now search through this crowd, through this little crowd of people, and he sees whose heart is totally committed to him and who's 80%, who's 70%. But he, when he finds the one who is totally committed to him, he says, I will show my power in that person's life. That's who I will show my power. I don't do 70, 80, 90, 99%. I want somebody who's totally devoted to me, totally committed to me. He looks, he searches. Every time I read that, I'm like, Lord, if your eyes pass this way, I don't want to be 99% committed to you. I want to be 100% totally surrendered, whatever you want. I'll pick up my cross and follow you. Go wherever you want me to go. Talk to whoever you want me to talk to. Whatever, you, whatever sin you want me to get rid of, your eyes are on me. You see everything about me. That's what it says. And for those who are totally committed to him, he shows his power in that person's life. There's a guy named D.L. Moody who said, this world has yet to see the man who's totally sold out. Besides Jesus himself. He says, this world hasn't seen that yet. The man who says anything, anywhere, anytime, at any cost for you, I'm totally committed. It's that woman, it's that man 
who God says, ah, I'm going to show my power through you in a beautiful way because you're totally committed. His eyes see our attitudes. His eyes see what we're more committed to during the week. His eyes see it. His eyes see how much you're loving your husband, how much you're loving your wife, how much you really love your children. He sees it. It's right there. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. He sees us. I want to talk to you about the devil a little bit, the fact that he, he does watch us too, okay? He does watch us. But I want to say this. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. He sees the good and the evil. He sees if your heart is committed fully to him or if you have idols of the heart. He sees the idols that are, that are on your mind, the things you think about more and focus on. Check this out. Think, think about this. The first thing you do in the morning. I was thinking about this the other day. Okay, I usually have my cell phone. This goes with me into the bathroom. And don't tell me I'm the only one. Don't tell me you're the only one. All right. Now, if this goes... <laughs> okay, so this, when this goes with me, then, if the first thing I look up has nothing to do with Jesus, that's an idol. Somebody needs to say amen. It's the truth. The first thing you look up, you know, you might say, but, um, you know, but I am looking up some things to pray about. I'm looking at the news. I'm looking at what's going on in the world. You can't even respond well to the news until you meet with Jesus first. You get stressed out. Start off with Jesus. There's other idols. There's idols that get in the way. It can't be sports. It can't be your favorite hobby. He sees the idols of our heart. His eyes. He sees everything, everything. He sees everything, and he's 24-7. We're in a place now that has 24-7 security, you know, and you have to come in with your card, and I didn't have that at this other place, and I was paying more rent at the other place. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I say hi to the security guard, hi. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this guy has limits. He might fall asleep. When he should be watching for us, but God's eyes are on us. Now, regarding the devil, 1 Peter 5, 7. Turn to that with me. 1 Peter 5, 7. He watches us. He doesn't watch us as well as Jesus watches us, amen, but he does watch us. He studies us. Now, look at this. 1 Peter. Interesting, the guy who wrote this was not taking the devil seriously, he had to learn, you know, the devil's watching me. In fact, Jesus said to Peter, the devil wants to sift you as wheat, Peter, but I've prayed for you. And when you come to your senses, go and take care of my people. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said. Once you get restored and you, you start to realize how serious this battle is, this same Peter who went to sleep Instead of praying because the devil was going to attack, Jesus told him, pray that you won't fall into temptation. Peter did not take it seriously. And look at verse 7. I'm sorry, verse 8. Verse 8. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Why? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking. What's the first three letters of seeking? What does that spell? See. 
he sees and he seeks people to destroy, someone to devour. And then verse 9 says, but resist him firm in the faith. Resist him. He is seeking, he is looking around right now for people who have a pattern, who have a pattern of not praying. Somebody say amen. Who have a pattern of choosing the wrong friends. He's looking for them. Oh, oh, I can get, who has a pattern of not going to church often to get, to have fellowship. He looks for these, but he's seeking, seeking. The people that are isolated from the family of God, he's see This is what a lion does. A lion, if you ever watch these videos, and the best hunters are the, are the, are the female lions, by the way. They're the best hunters. The, the lazy males, they stay home and say, bring home the food, babe. <laughs> but those women, the ladies, they hunt at nighttime, sometimes at day, but usually at night. And they're looking, they're looking for the pattern. I remember when I went hunting with Daniel, the guy who took us hunting and we had our, we had our crossbows and we had our rifles and we had our weapons with us. To, we were looking for deer. My wife doesn't like hearing that because she loves the deer, but they must die. Yes, they taste great, huh? We went hog, we went hog hunting. She says, oh, the poor little piggies, they must die too. We must, we must uh, take care of these pigs. But anyway, when we went hunting, when we went hunting, we saw the, the footprints of the animals. It's okay, so they, oh, so they'll be probably in this area. So we had to look, and the guy who has this land to go hunting, he had cameras up in the trees in different spots so that during the night you can see the hogs come out, you can see the deer come out, and say, oh, okay, this is where they hang out. And then we go in a blind, they call it a blind, we get camouflage, and we're just waiting. The devil does that. He watches your steps. He watches to see your pattern. He was watching Peter. He said, oh, he sleeps a lot. He doesn't like praying. We're going to get him. He's very confident, too. He's watching Peter's confidence. Jesus, I'll die for you. I will, I will go all the way with you, Jesus. He says, look at this guy. He's so self-confident. So he gets his demons together and look at this guy. He thinks he will stand up for Jesus, but he doesn't pray. Oh, we're going to get this guy. And they did. He studies you. The devil studies your steps. Oh, he hangs out more with these guys during the week, and he just spends time with the Christians on Sunday. Oh, we got him. He's easy. She's easy because she's always going to those get-togethers instead of fellowshipping with believers. So if you're not praying, if you're not in the Word, letting God speak to you, the devil's watching. He's watching. He's watching. If you watch these videos with these lions, they, they're watching and they slowly come out and then they run for you because they, they're seeking to destroy, but they have to watch you. They're watching your patterns. They watch you. Consider your word habits, your activities, places you go, relationships, your thought patterns, Although the devil can't read your thoughts, he looks at your outward actions and he puts two and two together. He sees all of this. The devil is watching each of us 
and he will strate he strategically seeks to trap you using three different things. And he did it with Adam and Eve, and he did it with Jesus, but he couldn't win against Jesus. He did it with Peter. He did it with Judas. Every time Judas was walking with the disciples and he would take the money, Satan was watching the whole thing. He says, oh, that's how we get him. It's with money. He's easy. We can get him. And so what did Judas get in order to betray Christ? <laughs> so he's watching his pattern. With Samson, long-haired guy, very muscular like me. You've seen him in the Bible, right? Long hair, exactly. You're supposed to be sticking up for me, but that's okay. Anyway, all right. He watches Samson. The devil watched Samson hanging out near Delilah's house. Oh, we got him. Look at where he hangs out. He sees, he sees the pattern of people and says, that's how we're going to get him. When David... Before he sinned with Bathsheba, think about this. What do you think the devil noticed him doing pretty often? Walking on his roof instead of being at war with everybody else. He says, oh, idle time, huh? Look at him. He's easy. We got him. Come on. Now, strategically, now we got to time this thing now, demons. We got to time this thing that the next time he's on that roof, Bathsheba needs to be taken up. So how can we coordinate he watches us. But the goal is to destroy us. That's the devil's goal. He seeks to steal, to kill, and destroy. Peter realized that because he denied Christ three times. He never thought he would ever do that to Jesus. But the devil was watching his pattern, watching Judas, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. I believe this. The Bible doesn't say it, but I just, I just know how the devil operates. The devil, so many times you can see his pattern and how he does things. It wouldn't surprise me that the devil was watching how often Eve walked very close to the... Doesn't it make sense? Like, ah. God told her don't eat from it, but she's still hanging around it. How could he have tempted her if she wasn't near the tree? Now, if you have any sense, if God says to me, stay away from that girl, she represents death. Why on planet Earth would I go so close to this girl? The devil sees when we're walking close to the tree. He was watching Eve. So, oh, come a little closer, baby. Oh, I got you now. And he did his thing, deceived her, and then she passed it on to her husband. And the rest is some sad history after that. He watches us. So what does he use? What does he use? This is how you have to know. First, you got to know he's watching you. He's studying you. But what does he use to attack the lust? You write this down if you're taking notes. You got to get it in your phone or on the paper or whatever. But the lust of the eye, which things that are amusing and attractive, because the fruit for Eve, it looked good. So he'll use the lust of the eye. He'll use things on this. 
Everybody look up at me. Have you ever seen one of these? Yes. This, these are the things he will use. It's the lust of the eye. It's the things that look appealing. And then you find yourself saying, and then don't think Google's not watching you. Somebody say amen. Google knows what you like. So if you put in something, so okay, we'll try this. Okay, we'll try this, try this. The 5G network is all set up for people to watch you. Then they'll have 6G. Then they'll have 7G. It's all about being able to monitor you to be able to trap you more. You got to understand what's going on in this world. Lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh is the other thing. Not only things that look good, he'll try to draw you in with things that feel good. Sexual pleasure. Getting high. Things that look good, things that feel good or to your taste buds or whatever. He was getting Eve. He was like, doesn't it look good, Eve? Doesn't it taste good? How about offering it to your husband? He might be as dumb as you are. And he was. And so are we. If we don't say, Jesus, help me to see this spiritual war the way you want me to, we're going to be making some bad, bad, bad choices. This week, maybe tonight, the devil's watching you. He wants to trap you. Lust of the eye, that's one of the things he'll use to draw you in. Lust of the flesh. But then there's something called the pride of life, which is what Peter had. I got to pray. Pray for what? I'm strong enough. When you're prideful, you don't think you need God. And the devil says, mm, I like that attitude. You are strong. Let me show you how strong you are. Come on. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride, pride. What is pride? This, this one is tricky. I think growing up, the lust of the flesh and the, the lust of the eye, those things were more, I don't know. I guess I got more warning about that. The pride thing is a tricky one. What is it? What is it? What is it? Pride is arrogance, no dependence on God, swollen estimate of self. What does that mean? A swollen estimate of yourself. It's like you think you need to get credit for stuff. It's all about you looking down on others, jealous of others if they get more attention. That's all pride. That's pride stuff. Pride, pride. That's what happened to King Solomon when he saw that David was getting more attention. That's all connected with pride. And the devil many times was using that part of Saul's character to destroy him, to torment him. That's why he tried to kill David. Pride is arrogance, no dependence on God, swollen estimate of self, looks down on others. That's all pride, 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 pride. Wanting to be greater and greater, which was Lucifer's problem. Lucifer said, oh, God is so great. I want to be like you. I want, it's, it's that prideful, haughty way of thinking. The devil will use these things, y'all, to attack you. He will use that to, like a magnet. It draws you in. Doesn't it look good? Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it taste good? Don't you want to feel good about yourself? And this is what he did with Jesus. It all makes sense. Watch. Jesus, you have bodily desires, don't you? Sure you do, Jesus. Turn these stones into pizza. I mean, into bread. I'm sorry, son. I was thinking about you. So, turn these stones into bread because you will get some fulfillment, right? Look at this. Look at all these cities. I'll give all this. You see, the, the, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh with the, with the bread. 
the pride of life. If you jump off of this temple, Jesus, just think the angels will come according to Psalm 91. Yes, I know the Bible too, Jesus. Psalm 91 says the angels will come and grab you. Boy, would you, the folks will cheer for you. Pride. He tried it with Jesus, and Jesus kept saying, it is written. The word of God, you've got to come back with the truth, amen? You've got to study the truth. That's why we do memory verses here at Grace and Truth. You guys get the word in you, so when the devil comes with his lies, trying to use the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life, you can use the word against him. He sees if you don't pray. The devil sees if you don't study the word. He sees if you don't obey God's word after you read it. He sees who your best friends are. The devil sees all of that. And whether or not we are putting the full armor on daily. Amen? Daily, if you're not putting on the armor, if you don't have on the belt of truth, the devil's going to lie to you. You're going to get fooled. If you don't have the breastplate of righteousness on, he will affect your emotions on the inside. And unless you're really putting your trust in the Lord and showing love to the Lord and others, that is the, that's that breastplate of righteousness, living in the right way. It protects you internally. If you're not putting that on, the devil's going to attack you. If you don't have on the gospel shoes every day, you're going to be unbalanced. The devil's going to knock you down. If you're not trusting in the love that was demonstrated on the cross and in the power that was demonstrated at the resurrection, then you're going to say, how did I get how did I get down here? Full armor. Shield of faith. The devil sees if you're not putting up the shield of faith, if you're just doubting, 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 doubting. Helmet of salvation. He can see if your mind is easily distracted by the cars and the police that are going by. He sees if you're easily distracted. Wave to the police. Hi, police. He sees. Sword of the Spirit. He can, tell when you're, he can tell when you're not using God's word against the devil and you're using other things to fight against depression, to fight against hopelessness, to fight against frustration. He sees when you're not using God's word. He sees when you're not praying in the Spirit on all occasions with all sorts of prayers and requests. He sees when we're not praying for each other. So 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Somebody read it again before we, before we close this out. 1 Peter 5, 7. What does it say? Oh, verse 8. I'm sorry. As a matter of fact, read verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8. So I want you to picture a soldier. His gun is down. He's sleeping. And the enemy's just walking around. <laughs> his gun is down. He doesn't have his weapon. He's totally unarmored. He's sleeping. And you need to ask yourself, are you alert and armored, or are you asleep in this battle? Because the devil's watching you. He's looking to, to get you. And you got to think, in the, in, the, in the army, even in Mexico and in the United States, in the, in the, in the military, there are these things called generals, right? General in Espanol? Generales. The, the generales people, those people, they are very special in battle. Why are they so special? I don't know. No, I do know. 
Okay, this is why they're special. They think like the enemy thinks. They strategic, it's kind of, how many of you play chess? How many of you play chess? Chess? Ajedrez? Okay, are you good or más o menos? Eh, yo también. Who's good? Who's pretty good? Me neither. Let's pretend we're good. Okay. A good chess player sort of thinks, kind of puts his head in the other person's head like, mm, what is he going to, you got to do that in a spiritual battle. In the spiritual warfare with the devil, you have to think, the, okay, this is why we have to study, well, how does he attack? Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride. Okay. If you're thinking, you're thinking like a general, the devil can't beat you. And he gets real frustrated when we start thinking like generals. When you start putting the full armor on, when you start doing what you need to be doing, the way the commander-in-chief tells you, you start thinking about God, thinking about the devil the way you should, you will win. Thinking like a general will help you to have victory. Peter learned to think like a general. Peter learned that the hard way, though, because he denied Christ three times. He said, oh, the Lord told me that the devil wanted to attack me. Then he had to change his mentality. He had to change his mentality. He learned to think like a general by being alert and aware of the devil's ways of attacking like a lion. Without this, we cannot win. You can't win. So some of you are thinking, why do I keep messing up? Do I keep messing up? I keep messing up. The Lord is showing you why you keep messing up. He wants to show you how to think like a general, put on the full armor, be alert for the devil's tricks. And Paul wrote that we should be fully armored, not partly armored. Well, I'll just keep the helmet on today, Lord. Belt of truth, that isn't that important, is it? The full armor, amen, in order to stand. And Paul says, after having done all to stand. Do it all, in other words. Do it all. That everything God tells you to do, we should do all we need to stand and put on the full armor. So now, Here's the action plan. We have to have an action plan before we move forward as, we're, as God is helping us to understand what is the significance of the fact that we're being watched. He's studying us. He's studying us. What do we do? Have, any of you ever heard of a Jeremy Lin? Basketball player Jeremy Lin? If you're from New York, you know who Jeremy Lin is. I need counseling after this, after I talk about this, because I get depressed all over again. <laughs> Jeremy Lin is a great bat. You know him. Of course you know who he is. Bro, don't tell me that. You love basketball. Okay. He's from Taiwan, I believe. I should know where he's from. He's from Taiwan. He's a Christian. He's Cristiano. Great basketball player, and they had, they had something called Linsanity in New York. Linsanity, the guy from Asia who's playing for the New York Knicks, he was doing great for a few months. All of New York, I mean, it was in the newspaper. I was so excited. We finally, we finally have a great ball player. And, and then they traded him away. And then the next went down again. But he was doing so well for several months. Okay, now there's this terminology in basketball called the scouting report. The scouting report means after they watch you for a while, they say, oh, okay. When he goes, he always goes left. He always pulls up mid-range. He, he never takes three-pointers. The, the scouting report. He doesn't play good defense because we watch him on the videos. We have a scouting report. That's what the scouting report is. After a while, 
They had the scouting report on Jeremy Lin, and he was still playing well. I was so proud of him. But he wasn't playing for New York anymore. So that made me sad. But the devil has a scouting report out on each of us. If the devil was standing right here, and I really don't want to talk to him, but if he was standing right here and he says, tell me something about Josue. He knows his patterns. Yep. And God does too. Amen? But he studies us. He studies me. Now, what's our action plan, though? What's our action plan? What's our action plan? Number one, if there's any sin in your life that needs to be confessed, if you want some, and I thank God for what Josue shared while he was on guitar, he was, while he was leading us, because the Lord told him about this song, break every chain. The Lord wants to break every chain, amen? The devil chains us up consistently because he studies us. He knows what irritates us. This past week, my wife would bring something up to me and say, you know, and I said, no, 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 uh-uh. That's the devil, sweetie. He watches us. He knows that whenever we talk about that, it irritates us both. So we had to turn it. We said, okay, let's turn that off. Let's turn off that conversation because that, the devil knows that that irritates us. We have to, we, the devil knows. So if there's any, number one, if there's any sin that you need to confess that you've been repeating, you need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to replace that with what pleases you. So that's number one. Confess it, whatever that sin is. Number two, commit to the lordship of Christ. Commit to the lordship. Lord, just declare, Jesus, you are my Lord. You're Lord of every decision I make. You're Lord of everything I do, everything I say. So confess, commit to the lordship of Christ, number two. Number three, change your view about this war that you're in. Ask the Lord to change your view, how you view this thing. Change your whole view of it. And start resisting the devil because you know he's watching you. Start resisting him. Start putting on the armor. Start praying more. Start doing all of those things that you know you should be doing. Start to change your view. Say, Lord, change my view about this war. I'm not taking it seriously. Some of you never even considered that the, that the devil watched you all this past week. You weren't even... That's, that's far from your mind. For some of you, it might be a little spooky. It's like, I don't want him watching me. Right? But it's true. But the fact that God is watching over you, that keeps you secure. And the fact that God shows you how to win against this lion that is trying to attack you, he gives you equipment to win the battle so you don't have to fear. Amen? You don't have to fear. Change your view about who God is. Change your view about who the devil is. Change your view about who you are. Don't be like Peter and say, oh, I would never do that. How could he sin against God like that? We're all weak. Uh, Jose and I were praying earlier. We were looking at these leaves, these brown leaves, and we're all like this. Without Jesus, none of us are green, amen? We got to stay connected to Jesus every day or else we'll just be a dry leaf. Understand who you are. You're nothing without him. That'll keep you on your knees. That'll keep you in the word. Change your view about who God is, who the devil is, who you are, who your friends are. Some of your so-called friends are really instruments of the devil to draw you away from God. And they're just like Eve saying to Adam, why don't you try this? 
instruments of the devil to get us sidetracked. Your friends, your habits, ask God to show you, to have, give you a different view of those things. And it'll help you to win. Confess any sin, commit to the lordship of Christ, change your view about this devil and this battle. Learn to submit first to the lordship of Christ, then resist the devil. And he can watch you all he, all he wants. Because he will not have victory if you fight this battle God's way. Amen? Heads. Let's bow our heads. Is there a sin that you need to confess? Confess it now and tell God that you're going to replace it with something that pleases him. Maybe you're convicted because you're not praying enough. Maybe the only time you pray is when you thank God for the food. And God is saying, no, get up earlier and cry out for help. Get up earlier and start thanking me and stop complaining. Get up earlier and pray for your enemies. Pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. Pray for your, your teenager. Pray for your baby girl. Pray for your baby boy. Pray for the missionaries. Pray for the president. Pray because you're in a war. Pray that you won't fall into temptation. Learn to pray. The devil's watching you. The devil's studying you. But the Lord is saying to you right now, he's watching over you too. But just because God watches over you, if you don't do what he says, there's consequences. That's why Jesus said to Peter, Yes, I'm the good shepherd. I have to pray that you don't fall into temptation. The devil's watching you. So what do you have to confess? Whatever it is, confess it right now. Jesus is full of mercy. And he wants to not only forgive you, he wants to give you a new alertness. Mas alerta? More alert? And more victory. Because the devil's fooling you. Confess that sin. Commit to the lordship of Christ. And ask God to give you a new, to change your view of this battle. It's real. With your eyes closed, I need to say this. Some of you feel more comfortable thinking, I don't want to think about war. I just want to think about peace. You will have, you will have peace within <laughs> your heart. But the battle is raging whether you like it or not. God will, Jesus says, in him and do things his way, but he'll give you peace within. Don't ignore the battle because you can ignore the devil all you want. He's still going to try to attack you. So you have to be fully armored and in prayer and do things God's way. So that you can win. Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this because if you're a parent or if there's a younger person that's looking up to you, if you're losing the battle, they will lose the battle. They're looking to you for leadership. This is why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul could not tell anybody to follow him unless he was following Christ and fighting the battle 
God's way. Fighting the battle the way Jesus fought the battle, using the word of God whenever the devil tried to use the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Ask the Lord for victory right now. Just ask him. You're going to help others. Lord, bless each person here. Encourage their hearts. Thank you, Lord. The devil was exposed this evening. I ask you to protect me from the evil one, Lord. Protect my mind. Protect my heart. Protect my family. Hallelujah. I thank you for your word because your word says no weapon formed against me will prosper. There are many preachers who are not preaching about the devil because they're afraid of the devil because they don't even realize the, the weapons they have to fight against the devil. We humbly come before We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk more privately, you want some prayer about this, let us know. Well, I hope that message was a blessing to you. Feel free to pass it on to someone who needs to hear it. And if you want to know more about having a relationship with Christ, check out our website at www.graceintruthgdl.org. And remember, so many are looking for real love and power in this life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God bless you.